0: Welcome to a new episode of Good Morning Camera. I'm your host Gadget, and as always, joined by my friend Anthony. And Anthony, I didn't think we were going to have a lot to talk about this morning, but we have a lot to talk about this morning. We are going to be talking about Fujifilm. We're going to be talking about DJI. But first, we're going to start with Sony. And, and this is something I'm very I'm curious about, because it seems like Sony is not stopping the releases. And right now, they're rumored to release uh, A7C Mark II and an A7C R. What does this even mean?
1: Yeah, this is funny, and I gotta be honest, uh, I was way off on the A7C. I when that camera came out, I, I was like, oh, this is. I don't know if this is gonna do that well because, uh, <laughs> like, it, it really was just an A7III uh with the exact same specs it was just a smaller body right but i underestimated the market gadget and and this camera actually was quite a big hit for a lot of people those looking to travel get into that kind of uh, vlog kind of realm but I didn't realize this gadget. This the A7C was released in September of 2020. That feels like a long time ago. <laughs> but I was look. I had to refresh myself. I was like, it feels like that camera got released so long ago. Am I am I wrong on I, I, this? I I feel like it was released yesterday. I mean, maybe. Oh my gosh, that's it, so funny.
0: It, it's just it's like. All these things are blurring together. So when I saw this come up, I'm just like, didn't we just get the A7C? But it's oh, been 3 so years. It's been it's 1 It's been 3 years. It's been 3 years. One huge blob this pandemic has turned, you know, time to, into for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, so, what, so, so what are we,
0: what are they saying here? What 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 are these two cameras about?
1: Yeah, so really there's like the low resolution one, which is not necessarily that low resolution. We're talking 33 megapixels for the A7C Mark II, but they're also talking about a 61 megapixel for the A7C Mark II R, or is it just A7C R? <laughs> it looks, I mean, these are all rumors, so it's, yeah, I don't know, are, they're, they're saying A7C R. in the air. A7, 7 exactly.
0: cr I, I don't yeah. know, whatever. Yeah.
1: So they're saying that the AI features of the ZV camera is likely coming to this kind of realm. And here's what I'm kind of hoping for. Um, they the, the, the EVF quality of the a7C was not the best. It got a lot smaller than the a7 III. So I'm hoping that they make that upgrade uh, with this newer model, this round two, I guess. But the menu also should be coming, like the new menu, should be coming to this version too and that's I think what a lot of people will be really excited about uh, because that that menu was in those those crazy old menu days of the Sony kind of realm so uh, I I also do remember that the A7C had a fairly laggy touchscreen I don't know if it was just the model that I happen to play with uh, in store there, but it was a little bit laggy and I assume that's probably gonna be upgraded. Uh, and this was a we- in a weird time where Sony, the IBIS and like the rolling shutter, th- there was just a lot of room for improvement there, let's just say, uh, especially with the-, the A6000 series cameras. And I felt like it kind of trickled into this model as well. So I assume there's gonna be some in- big improvements there. Like I said, we don't know much uh, about this camera, but but the fact that they are essentially like they've they've leaked that there are two models here, both uh, one at 33 megapixel, the other at 61. This is I think it might be a this might be a sleeper hit. I think a lot of people are, are not going to be paying too much attention to this. But I think uh, like this, like the version one, it might it might be a hit for some of those people who are looking to get into this kind of size. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I got to ask you. Let me start with you first. Which one would you be more excited for if you were sort of the target customer for a camera like this? Cause like the A seven C, it's about twenty four hundred Canadian. So I imagine that these two cameras, you know, you'll have a Mark II that's twenty four hundred and maybe the R, which gives you more resolution, mm-hmm. might be two or three hundred dollars more if we're following, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of pricing strategy that Sony adopts. So which of these two, you know, based on rumors, I guess, has you the most interested?
1: Well, I don't know. It, it, it was—it's kind of funny. We're going to talk about you know another camera in the, in the next section here, uh, and I, it, I was trying to think of improvements for that camera, but the only thing I could think of really was the extra resolution. So for me, I think the A7C R might be the more exciting camera because you get such a small compact body, full frame still though, right? And then you get access to some of those uh, nice little primes that Sony is uh, releasing, same as Sigma and such like that. Um, so I would probably go with the R if I had to pick one. Uh, and I think I think that's what, I think a lot of people are going to go with the R uh, just to get that extra resolution and such.
0: Yeah, you know, I I look at these two and it seems like another fork for Sony, you know, how they have the 7, A7, and then they have like the S Mm -hmm. and the R there. I think the 7C, because of its success, because of like the aggressive price point, they're like, wait a minute, we can add a little bit more differentiation here. And this just makes it so that, you know, when people walk into a store, there's now two things to compare to, right? Like, if you're looking at Sony, Canon, uh, Nikon, Fuji, whatever, like, you now have two cameras in this category that are aimed at, you know, videographers and content creators that, you know, look at this price point. I mean, if you save up 500 bucks for five months you essentially are getting into a full-frame video solution. You know whether you're an enthusiast, a hobbyist, or using it to actually cover projects. Like it's it's a considerable offering for that price point, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I am not the target customer, so I'm not naturally going to be excited about these products. But I am excited for the fact that there's going to be more choice on the table to compare to, and hopefully it'll spark a bit more competition. If I'm looking at both of these, I would look at the A7CR as a little bit more of an interesting development, just because, you know, when you get that extra resolution, you might, you might lose a little bit of that low-light capability. But these new sensors, hmm. because of the pixel bidding, like... I don't think there's a huge difference. And in fact, the noise that you get from a higher resolution sensor, it might make for an easier type of noise to clean up because of how small Mm -hmm. they are and how more, I don't want to say accurate, but because of that pixel binning, it's something that software can deal with a little bit easier, at least from my experience. So I think of the two, that A7CR, that rumored camera, that probably has me the most excited, but look, Enough about Sony, okay? This is just <laughs> one headline, one rumor. We don't know what's going on. We don't have a lot of concrete specs. Let's move on to something I personally find way more interesting. And look, if you've been listening to the show for a while, uh, Anthony, you know this, we, we don't talk a lot about Fuji rumors. And that's often because... Mm-hmm one or both or none, I can't confirm nor deny, uh, may have signed an NDA. And we, we can't talk about things once we actually know about them. But this is something we know nothing about, okay? It's been yeah. rumored for a while, and that is the successor to what, Anthony?
1: This is crazy. Uh, because. So let me let me tell you a little uh, a backstory. And this is why this camera is going to be so important. And, it, the, you know, we talk about cameras that, like, you just never forget when they release you. It's kind of like, you know, you know exactly where you are or something like that when when this camera really gets released. I think for you, we've discussed uh, like Nike, some of the Nikon DSLRs, like when like those those dropped and they were just like instant hits. This is going to be one of those cameras. And that is the rumor of a new version of the Fujifilm X100V rumored for 2024 we don't we don't know a name we don't know is if it's like x100v2 we don't know we don't know what's going on here but this is rumors and this is the probably like the hottest gonna be the hottest release of if it comes in 2024 let's 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 see i think but the, like i said this will be the hottest release of 2024 for sure because the x100v was on fire on fire gadget so what I I was looking at, I was thinking about the X100V and I was like, man, this is the closest that this, that a camera has really ever come to being perfect for like under $5,000. I think this was the perfect camera for me personally. And it was, I mean, it was a pretty good camera for you because you actually own that camera for a little bit of time too, right? So what features would you like to see on the version two? What, what, what would you need? What else would you need, Gadget? That camera was too, it was too good. I, was, mean, I mean, I mean, look, really good. This, this camera, this camera,
0: uh, timing, you know, it probably wasn't great because it came out just <laughs> before the pandemic. Yeah, I, got, I got early access to this thing. And in my time, like, I got to have this camera. Pre-ordered it, mm-hmm. got the camera. I, I've made videos about this camera. I, I made a video calling it the perfect camera. And you know, yeah, it's, it's, it, just, it it's it's just talking about how this gives you everything you really need to enjoy photography. It's not gonna be perfect for everyone, but this mm-hmm. product here found a way to tie a whole bunch of things together in a package that for most people makes for an enjoyable experience. And it's what's funny. What's funny is when I first made these videos, like it was kind of popular. It was really popular in the Fuji space, but it didn't really permeate beyond that. And then through some sort of happenstance and many TikTok videos later this camera it has become the most popular digital camera online i have ever seen like there's mm-hmm. cameras that have come out and get popular in creator groups like the a7iii and the four like it's popular in the creator space right the canon r5 like these are popular in the creator space but I have never seen a digital camera. Forget Instax, okay, because that's a different beast altogether. But I've never seen a digital camera break through the point where it permeates into all different kinds of spaces where people are calling me. People are not even into photography, (laughs) Anthony, are calling me. I need to get this for myself. I need to get this for my partner. Why can't I find this camera? How come no one has it in stock? Before I get to what I want to see from a successor, you have this crazy demand that was built up and you have this a uh, shortage that Fujifilm will not or cannot address <laughs> for for yeah. you know the better part of a, a year, and so this news that there might be a successor next year, I'm excited and I'm nervous because I just I hmm. don't know if they'll be able to meet the demand. Like if you don't have ten thousand units available on day one, I'm I'm a little concerned. I think you should have a lot more than that, to be honest. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll we'll see what the future of this line looks like. But more than anything, I am excited. I'm excited because this is a great entry point for people that are getting into digital photography. This is a great secondary camera for people that like might practice photography or videography or work and they want sort of a fun camera. And here's the mm-hmm. thing: Fujifilm addresses a space, and I hope they lean back into this more. They address a market that Leica can't fill, right? These yeah. sub $2,500 cameras that are well-made, that are polished, that feel good to use, that give the mm-hmm. user a fantastic Absolutely. experience. So, ah, man, I just hope, I hope they can but, accept that. So,
1: but Gadget, Gadget, what features? Like, I'm, getting this, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there, Anthony. I'm getting there. I couldn't. I couldn't think of one. I no, no I'll give you the list.
0: I'll give you the list.
1: All <laughs> okay, right. Give me the but list, I gotta yeah. I
0: gotta rant a little bit. I hope <laughs> someone from Fujifilm is listening. Okay. Please, please. Just 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 meet the demand. Meet the demand for this product. Treat it like a priority. Differ lean into what makes Fujifilm special. We don't, need to chase the deck. we don't need to chase the Sony's. We don't need to chase the Sonies and Canons of the world. You gotta, you gotta cash cow in Instax, okay? Anthony, am I wrong? Mm. You gotta cash cow in Instax. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're making profits hand over fist, so let's take yeah. some of that and indulge in these special, more, more emotional objects that cater, that foster a more engaged user base. Okay, mm. it's nice to be featured on TikTok. But realistically, we, we, we just want to take care of the, the photographers, right? The people that love this stuff. Anyway, rant over. New features. And I'll tell you right now. Number one, great camera to introduce a brand new menu system. Great camera, mm. okay? okay? You can't find an X100V. This is probably the most popular camera that I get asked about that affiliate links, all this, whatever metric you want to use. It's the most popular camera for me, right? So mm-hmm. if you... If you really want to make an impact with the next one, I think this would be a great place to introduce a brand new menu system that is way more easier to use, that is really Mm. refined, and you take advantage of triaging and sub-menus to hide away some of the more advanced features, but you just make this the cleanest user experience, okay? Number two, let's bring in Two, not one, two brand new film simulations. And some people are going to get upset that maybe the Gen 4, Gen 3 cameras won't get these film simulations. But I feel like now that you have the new processor, the new sensor, you go ahead and introduce two new film simulations that pull from the history of Fujifilm. One that pulls from the history of Fujifilm and one that's totally unique. One that's like, sort of like, what if we had to design a film simulation for the TikTok crowd? What can we do there? Mm. Pulling from old science and, and trying to uh, create something for this new audience. Number three, Anthony, I allude to I it. love it. You got to bring in a new sensor. Personally, I would like for them to take that 26 megapixel stacked sensor in the X-H2S. I believe that if you want to give this camera more legs, you take that 40 megapixel sensor from the X-T5. I don't care which one you bring. They're both great sensors. They cater to different types of photographers. But realistically, for this camera, you can throw whichever one you want and you're going to get a fantastic image. Okay? it's not about the resolution, folks, but sometimes it is. Who knows? Number four. Number four. (laughs) Anthony, you thought I was done? No. Number four. I would like to see less buttons on the back of this camera. I would like them to simplify this along with the menu systems. Just reduce the number of buttons. Make this something that looks even more elegant and refined than it already does. Number five, Anthony, you thought I was done?
1: (laughs) Are you kidding me? He's on a roll right now. I hope you're loving this.
0: I would love to see a little bit more advancements with the USB-C port, whether it's charging, using it as a webcam, just overall speed improvements there. This might be controversial. Just get rid of the micro HDMI port. Just lean into the fact that this is going to be a a photo camera through and through. And it happens to have some video features. But you know what? It's not about that. We want something Mm -hmm. that just makes the photography experience that much better. And ultimately, that removal of a micro HDMI, however small it is, leads into number six. Anthony, you thought I was done? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Number six, give this camera a bigger battery. Okay? Give this camera a bigger (laughs) battery. Give it the X-T5 battery. Just, you know, I oh, wait. I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. No, I don't stand corrected. You know what? What happened there, folks, is I had, you know the, the beach ball in Mac when you when something's loading? I had that in real time. No, I forgot for a second. This does, the x One v does use the old battery, you know, the last yeah, generation. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, new, yes, yes, I'm gonna stick to my list. Bring in the new battery. Um, and number seven <laughs> is not really a change. Oh it's my. something not to do. Keep this that, that screen, that tilting LCD, keep that. Don't make this a flip out display. Don't all of a sudden Mm -hmm. try to make this the content creator. No, no. Keep that flip out display. And number eight. (laughs) Holy. (laughs) Number eight, the last thing on my list. This is enough for me to make a whole YouTube video. Wow. Number eight on this list is if you can magically find a way to make this Mm. lens a 1.8, or even a 1.4 lens. I don't think they can do 1.4. Maybe that's me like doing a, a reverse psychology yeah. thing. I don't think Fuji can do a F2, F1.4, 23mm. Maybe they can. Who knows? Whatever it may be, <laughs> some improvement to that lens while you could still use the same adapters and filters and all that kind of stuff. That's all I'm going to say, Anthony. That's my eight things on how you can improve the next, the successor to the X100V.
1: I am thoroughly impressed. I agree with 99% of what you just put, threw out there, and that could literally be the whole episode. So thank you so much, guys, for watching. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We have We have another topic, but like I said, Gadget, I 100% agree, and uh, for me, it would definitely be the resolution. I would like to see a bump in resolution because you are stuck with the one lens, and one thing that I noticed uh, while shooting 6K on the Panasonic camera is I really only need the 35 millimeter lens because i have the extra resolution you have the ability to jump to say like a 50 mil just in post by cropping it in and i wish that that was a a part of the x100v but if they went with a 1.8 lens too i didn't even think about that and I, I'm I'm comparing this camera to the Leica, which is it's 1.4, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, that's a yeah.
0: 1.7. The Leica Q3, you mean?
1: Oh, right, yeah, 1.7. So I was I was kind of thinking in my mind like, oh, how do we get closer to that Leica kind of realm? And definitely, I think that 1.8 jump would be so sick. But Gadget, I just purchased actually the Mini Three over the weekend because i'm going to iceland in in october what what mini
0: 3 the dji mini 3
1: dji mini 3 the drone 249 grams no license required and then i see this release the dji air 3 this has been announced yes yes
0: anthony this was my topic for you (laughs) because i saw your little drone video over the weekend saw you run a little a few tests there uh, yeah. Do you got buyer's remorse? What's going on? Tell me about this brand new DJI Air 3.
1: Mm-hmm. So the Air 3 is a license-required drone. It it weighs like 750 grams or something like that. So the limit, the license, it, it has to be under 250 grams or you need a license. And this Air 3 is a license-required drone. But this Air 3 has a 1.3-inch CMOS sensor sensor a 24 millimeter lens, and a 70-millimeter lens on it, 360 degrees of obstacle avoidance, which the Mini 3, that's that's not a thing. Uh, it has front and bottom uh, obstacle avoidance, uh, which is kind of funny because the drone, like, rotates around you all the time. <laughs> so having that 360 <laughs> degree uh, of obstacle avoidance would definitely be key for a lot of people. You also get – if this is kind of crazy. This is where the specs start to go a little nuts – you get 20 kilometers of hd video transmission uh, if if it's like uninter- uninterrupted so i assume that's probably not going to be the same in like a, a packed city but uh 20 kilometers still like that's the maximum uh, transmission from controller to drone that's a lot you also get 4k 60 frames per second and 4k 100 frames per second and the 100 uh, the 100 frames per second does look a little mushy there but Here's another spec that I just kind of blew my mind. You're, we're getting 46 minutes of flight time on this tiny little drone here, uh, and you still get the the vertical mode uh, as well, which is a feature that I absolutely love. This comes with a smart controller, and when I uh, was thinking about you know what drone uh, I should get, looking at that Mini Three, the smart controller was like the thing that I wanted to make sure that I get because connecting the controller to your phone. It's just a big pain. If you get like a phone call or something like that while mid-flight, you're like freaking out. It scared the heck out of me multiple times uh, when I was flying the Mini 2. And that's a, the feature that you get on the DJI Air 3. So Gajan, what do you think? This, 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 this is is a drone in your future?
0: A drone was in my past, Anthony. You know, what's interesting <laughs> is that I used to own a Mavic Pro, Mavic Pro 2, mm. I believe. And I enjoyed my time with it. I just never used it enough. I, I didn't have enough reasons to use it. And then the, the funny thing is that, you know, once the licensing came into play and all this kind of stuff, I'm like, you know, I could go through all this trouble for this thing I might use occasionally. Or I could just mm-hmm. hire someone else to do it. And, you know, it's a fraction of the co- time, cost, and just the fact that I'm sort of nursing this drone. I am not a drone person. I respect drone mm-hmm. individuals. It's just not something that I found useful. But when I see these announcements, I'm like, this is interesting. But, you know, I'm more interested in that sub 250 gram category. I look at something like this and I'm like, cool. It's a little bit cheaper than the Pro. You don't get all the specs of a Pro. But if you're going north of 250 grams, you know, they're so close together. Why not save up for a Mavic 3 Pro so I guess my mm. question to you, Anthony, I'll, let me flip it back to you. Like, why would someone get an Air 3 as opposed to like a Mavic 3 Pro? Like, wouldn't it be worthwhile to just save, you know, for something that you're going to be using for like a lot of these hero shots? You know, things that are like, they're not going to be all of your work, but it's going to be the most impactful. Wouldn't you want something, especially if it's only $1,000 more, something that you could save up for and use more?
1: Yeah, I think I think the price has to do with a lot of it. Like this is this drone is coming in at uh, it's 1029 US. Uh so I think the conversion would be something I didn't do it before the call here but uh I think it's something like 1400 Canadian or something like that. So it's actually like I paid 12 uh, 1200 1250 or something like that uh for the Mini 3. So you get a fairly significant jump in terms of like the quality of footage that you get this this air three looks really good uh for not that much more of a mini Mm -hmm. three so i think that's that's like the the main reason why you might be looking at this the price alone is just fantastic but this isn't like a hollywood type of drone like this Mm -hmm. is definitely meant for the indie filmmaker who's like on a budget and like i said that foot the footage looks really good you should watch uh potato jets video did you did you see that gadget i did not It was really cool. He's out in like the desert and uh just doing all sorts of crazy stuff with this and the 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 clips looked fantastic it was so so nice uh so great video to watch there if uh you're looking to see what this drone is all about Uh, potato jet normally does a a pretty good job on his reviews there but uh, i think this is the budget type of creator who's just looking to get into drone maybe just got your license or something like that you don't want to blow the big bucks on your Mm. first drone uh if you're get if you've just gotten your license because you will crash you will crash your drone uh and it is kind of scary sometimes (laughs) flying (laughs) flying around you know two you know anthony you know what you're right because look
0: it's half the price it's half the price yeah so realistically now that you meant the crash and early early pilots uh you should just (laughs) buy two dji air
1: threes instead of buying (laughs) one mavic 3 pro that's what you should really do right that's the recommendation. There you go. What <laughs> else
0: do we need to say? Look, that's enough on DJI. Let's. Can we get to the most exciting part of every episode? Can we get to that?
1: Yes. Yes. Let's. Uh, we got two Hollywood blockbuster picks. It's no, time. Uh,
0: it's time. And it is time for our creator draft <laughs> picks. Okay. Uh, I want you to go first. I would like you okay, to cause, go first, sir.
1: Because uh, I debated going to see your pick, uh, okay. and then I looked. I looked at the theater bookings. And I literally saw, like, you know how you can like pre-pick your seats on, and like Cineplex or whatever. Yeah. I looked at the theater bookings, and there was legit two seats at like opposite ends of the theater for for your pick. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Screw, screw the social media hype, the the Oppenheimer Barbie hype, uh, and I went and saw Mission Impossible, man, and no regrets. I think this is this is going to be a sleeper. This is a sleeper hit. I think because uh, everybody's really hyped on Oppenheimer and Barbie. There's a lot of good movies out right now. It's actually kind of crazy. So I went and saw Mission Impossible, but Gadget. The experience in the theater was like, it was like everything you would expect and you'd want from that theater experience the movie gets silent when they j- do that massive jump off the clip you saw the behind the scenes for that uh that huge jump tom cruise did the movie goes completely silent during that jump and the whole theater is just dead quiet <sighs> it drop. was it was Pin so- drop. Yeah, it was so funny to 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 be in the theater for that movie, and then all the funny parts, like everybody just dying, like laughing. Uh, and there is a lot of like little bits that are just like funny uh, and just like funny little moments. And it was perfect to experience that in the theater. But I gotta know, Gajin, how how it w- give us your pick, and then you gotta tell me how this is because I d- I I refrained from seeing it.
0: <laughs> I, I look, hey, I saw your pick. I got early I got early screening to that movie. It came out on like a Monday night. It was a Monday night. And that movie, I took my kid to it, the oldest. And there was just moments. I mean, look, if you're either into Mission Impossible or you're not. And if you're not, I don't, like, I don't even know. I don't know if, we know if we should be talking. But look, <laughs> there were moments I'm, I'm like shaking him. I'm like, oh, my God. It was just yeah. a great movie. It takes the best elements and delivers this sort of theater blockbuster experience. When you go to a movie... You know, there's there's movies that are like dramatic that are that, that really make you think, that make you leave the yeah. theater and just you know you start pondering these conversations with yourself or even others, right? And there's some that you just go and you're in awe, right? Like that's what you paid to go and see. And Mission Impossible: mm-hmm. Dead Reckoning Part One is one of those movies where you watch it and you're just awe. Especially you got to see it in IMAX. And yeah, you know what the biggest mistake I made with Mission Impossible? I'll get to my pick. I, I should stop <laughs> watching trailers and behind the scenes. I, I'm such a movie fanatic. I want to see all the behind the scenes, the interviews and like learn about this thing. I should have not done any of that. I should have just yeah. went in and enjoyed it because it would have been that much more enjoyable. Enough about Tom Cruise, though. Let's talk about my <laughs> pick, which is Oppenheimer. I have seen it, mm. Anthony. Okay. I made sure that I found tickets to see it in that 70 millimeter IMAX experience. It's a yeah. film. IMAX experience. I, 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 Look, it's not going to mean a lot to a lot of people, but if you are a creative, you f- have to find a way to see it in this format, to see it in this film format. It, is, it does give you a different visual experience. And I'm going to go see it again uh, next week <laughs> because I did miss the first minute of this thing. Fun fact about this movie, if we're watching it in 70 millimeter, because the reel is so big, there's actually no room for a pre-show. There's no film Mm -hmm. available for a pre-show. So (laughs) the movie just starts exactly when it's it's supposed to start. So I got to go see it again. And it was, like, you got to think, a three hour movie of just people talking, like how entertaining could that be? But somehow (laughs) Nolan pulls it off. And there are some criticisms about this movie, right? Like I can tell you, like there's a lot of cuts There's a lot of jumping between different timelines. Um, There's, there's this thing, and I don't want to spoil it, but like Nolan has a way of treating uh, female characters in his movie, and and like you see that in this movie, but it ties into the character's subjective experience. But it might not land as well. So like, like it's not a perfect movie, but it is a masterpiece. Okay, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if perfect movies exist, but this is a masterpiece, and I left the theater just like. Just just in awe of what was achieved and and the writing and the the cast. There's some cameos in here and you're just like, whoa, they got that person for this? This is a masterpiece. And if you could find a way over the next couple of weeks, because I don't know how long they're going to be rolling it in film. Just hammering that, that theater website to try and see it in that 70 millimeter IMAX, I think you need to do it. Like, this is once in history, folks. Like, this happened with a lot of the Nolan films, especially, where he makes them available in film to watch. And then you're never going to get to experience that again. Like, it's, it's not like a, a roller coaster ride, Anthony, where you can just go to the theme park and get, like, it's not going to happen again. Go and see it.
1: So the question is, Gadget, is the next pick going Barbie?
0: <laughs> I, I got to go see it. I don't know what's going to be the I next do pick. Go.
1: And I, I got to go see it. see it too, man. I got to go see it. Maybe that's uh, a Tuesday. topic
0: for our next uh, show <laughs> where we just break down Barbie. Who knows? Because uh, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what people want to hear. Two camera dudes talking about <laughs> their experience watching Barbie. Look, enough of this. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show as much as we enjoyed recording it. If you're not already, please do subscribe to the show and let us know what you think. As always, my name's Gadget. His name's Anthony. I will see you next time.